Deer found her. As you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Deer Found Her podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Found Her. Today's guest had an idea to create a magical respite for adults who simply needed a break and who needed to figure out what was next. Naysayers told her that her goals were too ambitious, that her idea was perfect for California or Arizona, but not in the Midwest. Yet Heidi Zimmer, founder of Wild Rice Retreat, pushed forward, raising $2 million in funding from 100% women investors. But before I get into today's episode, I am your host, Lindsay Pinchuk. I have been building brands for nearly 25 years since college. And with a $500 investment, I founded, built, and sold a seven-figure business that reached 3 million people per month. This podcast is my twice-weekly letter to you to inspire you to find success through your own entrepreneurial endeavors. This podcast is also the show that I wanted 13 years ago when I became an accidental female founder. If there is anything that you want to hear about or that you want me to share, anything at all that I can share with you to help you through your own endeavors, I invite you to reach out. Simply email me at lindsay at lindsaypinchuk.com or shoot me a DM at lindsaypinchuk on Instagram. And if you're inspired by today's episode, I invite you to share it. You can text it to a friend or share it in your Instagram stories. If you tag at Lindsay Pinchuk or at Dear Found Her, I will absolutely come and say hi. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, we would love it if you left a five-star rating or review, as that is how other entrepreneurs discover our show and the incredible stories that we share here. All you have to do is go to www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash dear found her, and you can leave that rating or review wherever it is that you podcast. Heidi Zimmer is a real estate development professional and creative entrepreneur with over 25 years of experience. As founder of Wild Rice Retreat in Bayfield, Wisconsin, Heidi is redefining wellness travel through nature-based hospitality. Building and completing the first phase during the pandemic, Heidi is shaping 114 acres of land along Lake Superior with sustainable practices, innovative design, and creative development practices. Wild Rice Retreat received acclaim as a top destination retreat center in Condé Nast, Forbes, Harper's, Harper's Bazaar, Travel and Leisure, and Food and Wine. You are going to want to go there. I can promise you that. But first, please come on in and meet the amazing brains behind Wild Rice Retreat, Heidi Zimmer. So today's episode is months in the making, largely because of my own life and my own craziness. But I'm so excited to have Heidi Zimmer, founder of Wild Rice Retreat, here today on Dear Founder. Welcome, Heidi. 
Thank you so much, Lindsay. It's awesome to be here. And I'm so excited to dive into your story. You have an amazing story and you have... Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think you're only the second guest that I've had in hospitality on the show. So I'm really excited to really dive into what is Wild Rice Retreat. And then also, how did you get here? What is the story behind this amazing location that I need to visit, Stat? Stat. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for having me here. And um, I guess I'll say first, the story of how I got here is definitely um, an exciting wild ride, including the pandemic and all of its glory. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Really, um, for your listeners, first and foremost, uh, Wild Rice Retreat is a year-round respite on the shores of Lake Superior up here in Bayfield, Wisconsin. Beautiful Bayfield, Wisconsin. So I've got Lake Superior right out my door. We're on a hundred-acre woods. We are a center for arts and well-being, and we are the Midwest's first and really only wellness resort model that is all-inclusive, adults only. Our pillars are nourishment, expression, and movement, and we really want guests to simply arrive, and we will take care of absolutely everything else once you get here. It's a very simple approach. Um, We have 31 gorgeous lodging rooms that are called the rice pods, the nests, and the tree houses, which are all containers in nature. And the intention and purpose behind everything we do here is to really hold space for you like that container. So if you're coming here because you're burned out and need to rest, or if you're coming here to create and write, if you're coming here to celebrate, um, if you're coming here with your team to tap into creativity and innovation again, if you're coming to just simply try to restore your soul and your mental well-being, we hold space for all of that and just take care of everything. So I think of it really as a true hospitality industry disruptor in this whole idea of wellness resort space because I think a lot of times people are looking for that escape and that quick fix. I love the spa appointment as much as anybody else and the great massage and all that. Um, But this place is really about intentionally connecting back to yourself, taking a big giant exhale, learning to pause and maybe find those tools to help you kind of redefine what you want your life to be going forward once you leave this place so you can create a life that you don't have to escape from. Oh, I love it. I love, I need to come. Yeah. I know. I know. And I know. And I will, I will. I, I promised myself and I promised Rachel, who is your amazing publicist who set this up, Mm -hmm. that I would find a time to come at some point. So, so tell us why Wild Rice Retreat and, and why was this something that you wanted to start? I, um, well, I looked around the country and 
I my background is in real estate development. So I always was a person that was very sensitive to her environment, um, sensitive to my community, my neighborhood. My parents were public servants. So that idea of healthy communities was really embedded in me from even small child dinner table conversations. So we won't go over my whole career, but I spent the last 15 years um, before doing Wild Rice working for a company called ArtSpace. And Art Space is a nonprofit that creates affordable housing and creative spaces for artists all over the United States. And so I had the wonderful opportunity to work in the arts um, all over the U.S., going to amazing creative places like Sedona and Santa Fe and Taos. And at the same time I was doing my real estate career, I had a passion in wellness. I had a passion for yoga in particular. So I would go to yoga retreats around the country. Um, and I just started planning this idea of, wouldn't it be amazing to go to a place where you could take a yoga class, you could take a painting class, you could go for a walk in the woods, you could connect with nature, but not necessarily camping. Um, Wild Rice Retreat is my idea of camping, which is <laughs> 500 thread count parachute bedding, <laughs> you know, year round heated toilets, <laughs> all of those kinds of comforts. But really, um, obviously, um, natural light, water, woods, all of those things, um, the na nature itself is a way to stoke creativity um, in anybody. And so really, it was back in 2012 that I started feeling that little drumbeat inside of me of, hey, wouldn't it be cool to start integrating all of these things? And so I started... I didn't know why it was calling me at the time, but I just started really paying a lot of attention as I was traveling around the country. And what I came to notice was the Midwest was definitely lacking something like this. Um, there's, you know, the awesome wellness resorts out in Arizona and California. There's art schools and creativity centers in upstate New York um, and on the coast. But I felt like there was this just lacking of a place to truly unwind and rest. And in the Midwest, we're all about that, that good Midwestern sensibility, the family resorts, the fire pits, the moose lodges, as I called them. And I would go to these yoga retreats at these moose lodges with kids running around and fried food and a wedding, loud wedding reception. And it was just like a huge mismatch. And so um, one thing led to another. Um, I always say that luck is where preparation meets opportunity. And so one of the board members for ArtSpace had this 100-acre wood up here in Bayfield. Um, her mother's name is Mary Rice, um, which is where Wild Rice comes from. It ran as a destination James Beard Award-winning restaurant for 17 years. And she brought me up here, the daughter brought me up here, uh, to look at the land and see what could she do with her land to originally help support the restaurant. And it was 
first time seeing this place. Um, the main building, that, which is now the main retreat center, is a 9,000 square foot, gorgeous, Scandinavian, modern, designed, almost finished farmhouse-like structure. And I instantly saw, okay, if you take out the dining room tables and you throw down yoga mats, you literally have a retreat center. And so that was back in 2015. And I kept just thinking about it, talking about it. I thought it might be something I would do with my company. Um, and this idea of the integration of yoga, mindfulness, um, arts, wonderful food, all kind of nestled and supported here in the woods. Um, and one thing led to another. And um, it wasn't a great fit for art space. And so the family wanted to close the restaurant. And I raised my hand and said, I'd be willing to take it on. And so um, for people, for your listeners, you know, the, the main building in the land was $2 million. Well, I didn't have $2 million. <laughs> We're going to get and, into that, how, yeah, how you raised the money. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, they, the, you know, moral to that story is they had faith in me. They put their investment behind me. We tried things on for a couple of years, just kind of borrowing the space for lack of a better term. And it really caught on. And so then we had to start gathering more people. And I realized what Wild Rice Retreat really is at the end of the day. It's a garden of all the things that bring me joy. I love that. I, I love that. And I love that you're continuing something that was started there. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like it's like another woman entrepreneur, no less, you know, so. and it's like, you're, it's like the, what was the restaurant called? Like what it was wild rice restaurant. Okay. So, I mean, you're taking wild, white, wild rice restaurant into their 2.0 and this is your 2.0, you know? And I, and I think that that is that it's like a beautiful full circle story. So let's talk a little bit about how the, the operation worked and how you did get the funding in order to open this retreat and, and what that process was, because I, I like that you say we tried on, I mean, I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say here, but, um, but I want, I would like you to kind of dive a little bit further into how that worked. I also think that a lot of times founders think it's very black or white and it's either like you have to buy it or not buy it or you get the money or you don't. And I do feel like there's a really good gray area story here and mm -hmm. you that you took the time and they took the time to make sure that it was the right fit. Absolutely. Yeah, we did. We took two years doing that. Um, and the first year, they basically gave me the keys. Um, they gave me a small grant to hire someone um, to really help be the day to day operations up here. And we tried things on I you know, my heart was in the retreat space, yoga retreats, writing, painting, wellness, art, artist residencies. Um, I didn't know anything about food and beverage. And here I am taking on this former this amazing kitchen that a lot of famous chefs know all about this kitchen because it has incredible light. So that was intimidating. So I leaned into, you know, what I wanted to do and what I was good at. And then we had a few folks helping us to support meals. So that first year we didn't have any lodging. We just had the main building 
and we had concerts, we had small weddings, we did, we had about a dozen retreats, um, I ended up having fundraisers. Um, we started, um, like a first Friday, um, wine bar. And so it was small plates and the community could come in and the community could really get a sense of what we were trying to do. We're in a rural area, so you have to bring the community along with you and get their buy-in too. So did a lot of focus groups got a lot of feedback, uh, you know, took in a lot of information. And then for me, it's always distilling down, okay, what's, what speaks to me? What pieces of this do I feel like I could really take and run with what could also be a successful, of course, business model. And, you know, sure enough, anytime you, you're talking hospitality, um, and lot, you know, the lodging, it's the heads and the beds. So we would run a retreat, but the lodging was in town. And so someone's paying $1,000 to come to a three-day retreat. Well, 800 of it is going out the door <laughs> to the lodging down the road. And so we knew that we had to build lodging um, as, a, as the main piece of the business model. Um, and I had built housing my whole career, but I had never built lodging. And so um, I did bring in a partner on this, Charlestown Hotels, who's an awesome boutique uh, management company. They have pro boutique projects around the country. And I, I've heard it a lot on your show, like know what you're good at and what you're not good at. I'm great at visioning. I'm great at programming. I'm great at figuring out details and intentions, but man, how to schedule housekeeping and serve three meals a day and all that. Wow. I had no idea. So we brought in the partner um, and then we got to work and rolled up our sleeves and I had to start raising the capital for um, what you now see as Wild Rice Retreat, which was a $10 million investment. And so there was a lot of pushing and pulling around the site. We have to be really sensitive to the environment here. Um, we had the medicine man come out. I want to, of course, mention that we are on um, Native American land here. This is the land of the Anishinaabe people originally. And so I wanted to be super intentional and respectful for whatever we built for future generations, respected the past and respected the ancestry that was here before. And of course, honored Mary Rice um, herself as well. Um, so there was a lot of legacy, um, and a lot of history. So we, we took our time with all of that. Um, but when I came up with the plan and came up with the number and then had to go raise the money, I was told it's too ambitious. I don't know if that is a word that gets used with women in development often, but in real estate development, oh, your plans are maybe a little too ambitious. <laughs> I heard that a lot. Um, I heard, well, this concept is great, but I see it working in California or Arizona. I don't see it working in the Midwest. I think in the Midwest, we have this weird, um, like we are not deserving of good, nice things. <laughs> It's a it's a very regional thing, but it's very persistent. Like we somehow we don't deserve beautiful places and experiences or something. So I had a lot to overcome. At the end of the day, though, I did raise the two million or the two million dollars in equity from all female investors. That's amazing. Um, 
which is amazing. And then I have all the traditional things, a big old construction loan to build it, some other subordinate financing, and it all um, it all came together. And think about the timing of this um, for us to start construction for what is now. It all came together in March of 2020. Of course it did. <laughs> <laughs> so is that when you started building what it is now? It is. Mm-hmm. And, and, did, and you moved forward in Mar- like after kind of the initial COVID lockdown yeah. period, you moved forward? Well, yeah. And what I want is, so the timing is almost surreal. Um, I quit my job at ArtSpace, this whole take the leap and the net will appear thing. Yeah, I quit my job on February 29th of 2020. 12 days later, the world collapsed. I hadn't closed on the financing, including my fee. Um, It was all uncertain. And so I lived by the mantra then that I live by now, which is when nothing is certain, anything is possible. And we just leaned hard into we're going to just keep having the faith, the bankers, the lawyers, the investors. Everybody said, well, let's just keep going. And we managed to close on all the financing at the end of March of that year. And about two weeks later, after the initial shutdown, um, the government decided that construction was essential services. And we were able to build the entire project during the pandemic and got ahead of all the support supply chain nightmares, um, didn't get ahead of all the cost escalation issues and certainly delays with, um, certainly we had delays, but we opened our doors in summer of 2021. You know, it's interesting because I'm sure in that moment you were like, obviously like, holy shit, you know, and you were in a deep panic, but knowing what you know now and what I know now, I mean, it couldn't have happened at a better time because we're coming out of this and all anyone wants to do is travel and take care of themselves. And so for you and for your business, I mean, it, it really was kismet, you know, right. It really was. It was kismet. It was karma. It was whatever. I feel like the universe needed this project to exist in the world and the pandemic almost highlighted even more so how much we need it. Um, we need these places for resting and healing in the world. I was in going back and forth in Minneapolis at the time. And of course, um, it was a really hard time, not just with the pandemic, but with the murder of George Floyd and all of the, um, riots and things that were happening across the country you know, mental health and healing and places to go and retreat in nature, like was screaming from the rooftops that we need these places. And like the one I, and I think back to like what I was doing and the one thing that even when it was still, you know, taboo to do a lot of things and you were still kind of staying away from people. The one thing we did do both in 2020 and in 2021 was we went glamping. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like we we went glamping because that was something that we could do. We could be outside. We could be with friends. And and so, I mean, it's it, it, it like set you up for for success. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, yes. it's, and is horrible. I mean, I'm not trying to, of course, like glamify or glorify the pandemic. But in some business arenas, it did set up success. Right. It, yeah, it really did. So when you opened the doors in 2021, how did you get guests? I mean, was it something that 
naturally happened? Who did you reach out to? I mean, you ha- I, I also think, you know, it's what you provide is not for everybody. And so mm-hmm. you have a very specific guest profile. But how did you get the heads in the beds? Well, um, other than kids, I would say it is almost for everybody. <laughs> so our, we have nursing. That's mom. what I mean, though. Like you're not it's not like a family yeah, place, it's right? Not a family, it's not a family resort. But I would say, um, you know, by the our child policy is under two because we want those nursing moms to come um, or over 16. But other than that, um, and people also say, well, I don't I don't do yoga, so I can't go there. Well, of course you can come here. Please come here. Um, if you just do nothing more than lay in your pod and eat our nourishing meals and walk around the woods and breathe in that awesome power of Lake Superior, you will have had a beautiful retreat. So you don't have to be, uh, you know, a painter or a writer or uh, even into meditation or anything to come here. But we do think that it really is for everybody. And so we initially, though, started by um, bringing in amazing instructors, um, whether they be yoga instructors, painting, fabric art, jewelry, writers, photographers, and then those people had a following. Um, So they would put, I'm, you know, this Robert Sturman, the incredible photographer would say, I'm going to do I'm going to be in these five places leading workshops and classes and people follow him to a place. So that having those amazing instructors was the first way um, we got guests. And then people realized, oh, I just this place is so amazing. I just want to come here. So it's great that I came here for a photography workshop, but I want to come back and bring my sister or my best friend or my coworker and just experience it more organically, which we call a personal retreat. And we have classes every day. You can do as many of them or as few of them as you want to do. It's, you know, you really tailor it um, for what your personal needs are. And that part of our business I thought was going to be the minority and it ended up being the majority. So, when did you kind of see that switch? Do you know what I mean? Was, like, how, like, I mean, yeah. cause of like at first you probably didn't have all the programming because you were bringing in the programming, but then you kind of, you, you, you needed it based on the feedback. Sure. Sure. It was last summer. So a full year cycle um, that we really noticed repeat guests sometimes on their third visit. One, they came once by themselves, once with their spouse or their mate, and then once part of a group or with a bigger um, team or something. And so it was that repetitive nature of, oh, wow, this, you really have something here. And so we started seeing a lot more couples coming, a lot more solo travelers. Um, We started seeing men coming on their own, which was awesome to see. This is not just a place for women. Um, And turns out a lot of people need to reconnect to themselves into nature. And so now the, the script has um, been flipped and about 70% of our business is people just coming on their own. And about 30% of it is the guided in the group retreats. Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay. I'm not sure if you're aware, but over the last nine months, I haven't just helped big enterprise brands on their marketing efforts through my consulting firm. I've also helped over a dozen women, small business owners in launching their companies, building their brands, and to tweak what wasn't working. 
I've been building and growing brands for nearly 25 years, but I've forever used one method to build my own brands and that of my clients and students. My signature suite method utilizes social media, your website, emails, events, partnerships, and publicity to generate and execute cost-effective community-centric marketing strategies. If you're looking for that added layer of guidance, please reach out. There's a link in my show notes. Book a call with me and let's see how I can help you. I can't wait to meet you and learn about your business. Now back to the show. Do you find that the people coming on their own and the repeat customers, they are bringing people with them. The word of mouth is very strong. It's like you don't really need to invest much in marketing because your product has really been established and it's, it is selling itself to, to people and they're sharing it. Well, we are definitely on the upward trajectory with that. Um, we are, you know, three times the occupancy this winter than we had last winter. But I will, I don't want to overstate that we're full all the time. We're not, you know, it's crickets around here on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, um, especially in April when everybody wants summer and it's still kind of muddy and snowy here. So we're still spreading the word. Um, we have our mutual friend, Rachel, who's been amazing at helping us get the word out about this place. I mean, we are remote. So we're four hours from Minneapolis, seven hours from Chicago. You have to really want to be here. Um, but it's worth it's worth the journey. Um, we've been in, we were named Condé Nast top 23 places to visit in 2023. So that was a really Congratulations. Helpful. Thank you. We've had a lot of great, um, just a lot of wonderful um, television, print, and we were in the Chicago Tribune. Um, it was a big story um, in the travel section in February about a pl- this being a wonderful place for grief and grief and healing to come. A lot of grief counselors are telling folks to come here. Um, a lot of CEOs are sending their burned out executives here. So it's still very um, organic and word of mouth. And I wish I could say we're sold out, you know, no, but you're still young. We're still young. You know, you're still young. And, and, and I appreciate you not wanting to overpaint a picture, but, but I mean, I do think that there's something to be said about having all of these repeat customers already, because that does say something about what you're providing and how special it is. And I do want to point out, cause I just made a note, you know, you said that at first you brought in, you know, <clears throat> experts with following to to help spread the word and bring people. And I really want I want to reiterate that because that is something that I share here all the time. And that's how I built Bump Club. You know, I built Bump Club by partnering with brands in the baby space. And they helped me spread the word because they had a bigger following than me. And we talk a lot here about partnerships and strategic partnerships and the fact that they really cost nothing. You know, I mean, like, Right. You you bringing someone in, it's like a revenue share almost. It's not something that, mm-hmm. that's necessarily costing you anything. And so that is right. so smart. And for anyone listening, you know, I want to implore you to think about what are these strategic partnerships? Who can I work with to bring their community to mine? And that's exactly what you did right off the bat. And there there couldn't have been it couldn't there couldn't have been a better situation or a scenario. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And I have to give a ton of credit to my team for that. I have um, obviously not doing this alone. So a ton of great staff, um, people that are just as committed to this vision um, and what we're trying to create. We have a great shared leadership model here. So um, 
the people that are finding those amazing instructors and those experts and even now some amazing influential photographers who are coming to film here and then share that story out into the world. Um, it really is an opportunity to, to take it to the next level. What does your team look like? So the team is, um, the person I'm talking about specifically on those amazing instructors, her name's Jenna Erickson. She's our content curator and our sales director. Um, but so she's really the one curating these guided experience and group experiences. Um, and then we have our wonderful immersion coordinator group and guest experience team. So those are the people that you meet with um, when you first check in and we, we tell you all about what your journey's gonna be and what your classes are. So a lot of our team members wear multiple hats because they work at the front desk. You know, they're making the coffee and then three hours later, they're teaching uh, forest bathing or a guided meditation class. Um, and so they're fantastic. And then we also have um, our grounds and housekeeping team, which are essential. The place is just pristine. They take care of everything you would ever need and then some and then of course our nourishment center which is the heart of everything and our chef brian howe and our food and beverage team um the meals are almost always kind of buffet and family style they're served um like a brunch in the morning and then an early dinner and it's a chance for guests to really come together you don't have to necessarily you can sit on your own you don't have to sit at a communal table but that communal table and communal meal offering is there for you if you're looking to make connection and we've had people meet here um, as strangers and then like come back and visit together on another trip or they go off on a hike together they go sailing or on a boating trip around we have 21 islands here which are incredible to explore so that's really fun to see those organic connections take place too you just said um, before you answered that question, you just said, you know, that you're in a position to take this to the next level. So, like, what is the next level? Well, then it's so many things, but it's like got to keep our feet firmly planted on the floor. I want to keep growing our immersion offerings so that we can have enough instructors here to provide more one-on-one -on -one, um, services for people instead of all being in our group classes like they are now um, and just really get a little more deeply into that supporting um Supporting both mental health space, that mental well-being, um, supporting nutrition with one-on-one -on -one consultations and the like, um, and all the programmatic things that we can keep doing. And then kind of physical space. I want to keep adding um, amenities here. We have a beautiful sauna house and a plunge pool and a rain room. We have a beautiful yoga studio that's called our Peace Pod. Um, but I love to tap into all of the elements that are around us. And so I want to add in next some thermal baths and more water features um, and more classroom space so that we can have more of that programming. And then lastly, kind of the, the big other 
financial piece of this, it, the second phase is, is going to include an ownership phase. So you could actually buy one of our nests or our pods, own it, um, and get that uh, both a place for you to go to um, in the future that you own, but also get that investment income off of it because we'll manage it and rent it out for you in the future and build some bigger units here. So we'll have some two and three bedroom ones. That's um, really cool. Share. Yeah. And that, and <clears throat> sorry, that's really cool. And it's a very cool vision. You, I mean, I think that that's a very different um, financial model than obviously many other retreat centers, hotels. I mean, you really, you can't do that anywhere. So right. what made you decide you wanted to do that? Well, it was always part of the plan. When we got the approval for the 100 acres, there's an approval to build up to 76 structures on the property. And right now we've got uh, 31 rooms in 22 buildings. And people came almost since the day we opened the doors, people come into these spaces and they say, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. It's so simple. Whether it's 300 square feet or 500 square feet, they're like, I really don't need any more than that. Can I buy one? <laughs> and can I be part of a community where I could own a really simple cabin in the woods? It's, you know, it's really a Scandinavian modern tiny house, but someone else is going to cook all my meals and I can dip into a yoga class. I can take my sauna cold plunge. I can go on nature hikes in the summertime. I can cross country ski in the wintertime. And then I can just leave and not have to worry about it. Somebody else is going to take care of it for me. But I'm going to be part of a community and part of something that aligns with my values. I hear that a lot. This place aligns with my values. Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing agency providing high-quality podcast production made simple and affordable. I hit the jackpot when I came across Hivecast as I pieced together services from contractors all over the web initially to help me with my podcast. Hivecast was everything that I needed all in one place. For just $500 per month, they not only produce and edit four episodes, but they also create the marketing assets. Emma, my account manager, is amazing, making sure that I'm on task and that we can schedule episodes regularly and by my deadlines. Honestly, the time saved working with Hivecast is worth at least triple what I'm paying. Their sister company, Fireside, offers other marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, search engine marketing, and so much more. Again, all at a rate palatable by a small business owner. The best part, there's no contract. You can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code FOUNDHER and save 50% off your first month of services. Give them a try. The decision to outsource this part of my business has surely saved me a ton in the long run, and it was the best decision I've made for my business. So I know we talked about it a little bit before, and I did talk about it with Rachel as well, but you are starting to offer a little bit more for business executives and founders. And I, I would love for you to kind of share what that looks like. I think that it's so appealing, obviously, to our listeners, to our audience, and I and so necessary. You know, I I right before, literally right before we got on this, I hit send on an email to my database that that was basically saying I took a vacation last week and it was okay. And I feel so much better coming back. And I I think it's very hard for both executives who work for corporations and for entrepreneurs to really shut it off and take a break. And 
you offer that opportunity in the best and healthiest way possible. And so what is it that you're doing for that community? Well, it's a big community for sure. And so we are tailoring um, more intentional packages around those kinds of visits. We're calling it our bliss over burnout package um, because the term burnout is a phrase I hear over and over and over again, especially with women entrepreneurs. And so um, we want you to be able to come here on that package and we're going to like literally kind of guide you through your visit. Um, It's a lot of it is self-guided where we're going to give you journal prompts um, and writing prompts every day to tap into how can you create more space for rest? How can you redefine um, rest and replenishment in your daily life? We're going to, we are going to arrange an in-room massage for you. We are going to give you a personalized um, aromatherapy blend and oils that are tailored um, to what's going on in your life. We're going to um, have you work with Cammie Smalley, who's an amazing instructor here. She's written a book called The Mindful Paw. Pause and what pause is all about. Um, and then we'll be tailoring your, your immersion classes around what's going to best support you um, during this time of, of rest and renewal. And we even have, um, we've come up with a deer founder discount. Oh, um, that no one shared. told me that. <laughs> yeah. So we've got a deer founder discount that's 10% off this bliss over burnout package. We'll be sure to have you be able to put it in your show notes. We absolutely Absolutely. We'll put it in the show notes. But I and I want to clarify, too. So like that's something that I could come up and do on my own or that's something that people can arrange as a group, too. Right. Yes, absolutely. It can be individual or you could. I hear that a lot. My whole team's burned out. Can I bring my whole team and we can tailor it for um, really the whole place. If somebody wants to bring the space, our space holds um, up to about 50 guests total. So it is on the smaller side for those teams. But again, very intentionally that um, we think you know, between 20 and 50 is about the is about as many people as we'd want to have at any one time so that we can really um, provide that radical hospitality for each and every guest that's here. I have two more things I want to ask you. What would you say is has what would you say has been your biggest challenge thus far? Hmm. That's a great question. Finding um, consistent, strong leadership partners who are aligned with my vision, I would say, has been the most challenging. And how have you overcome that? Well, we're, I would say we're, sti- we're still in process. So we're still in process. Um, as some of it is geographical. Not everybody wants to live in a town of 500 people. And Bayfield, Wisconsin is an amazing place. Um, it's like a hallmark holiday kind of town, but it is rural. And so the labor market is already tight. And then you layer in... Um, you know, a rural market and it gets even tighter. And so um, my management company has been amazing, but we've had some turnover of leadership at the top and a little lack of consistency. And so I've had to stay really a little more involved in day-to-day operations than I think I originally intended to, but we're growing leaders from within too. So every single team member here um, has grown tremendously in leadership over the 
the last year. And that's been beautiful to see. So even if I don't have a general manager on site and I'm not here, that team has done amazing things and are still continuing to serve to serve our guests really well. Um, but the challenge of getting that right person in that steady seat at the top has probably been my biggest challenge. And then last but not least, what are three things that you would share with another female founder who's just getting started? Oh, I love this question. And since I listened to your podcast, I'm like, how am I going to keep it to three? So, um, but I wrote them down and I, um, they're all, you know, of course, I'm kind of grounded in in the always coming back to the earth and nature here. So my three tips are kind of grounded in, in that as well. So my my first tip is to stay really rooted in your decision making, always coming back to your original intention. I think we get a lot of people when they're just starting, get a ton of advice, right? You should do this. You should do that. Oh, and it's wonderful to take it all in. But then you have to decide what actually speaks to you, what speaks to that intention that POV for why you're here in the first place and just let the rest of it fall away. So staying rooted in your intention is number one. Um, the second one, I think I said earlier, it's figuring out if you've got a seed of an idea, how are you going to grow it into a garden? And you do that by not being afraid to talk about it. I had women coming over to my house for dinners just to like put this idea out there in the world. Um, I didn't know what the million steps down the road were going to be at the time, but hold it up in the light, water it, nurture it, give it fertilizer, all the things that you would need to grow that seed into a garden. Don't be afraid to talk about it and put it out there with everybody. Um, and then the third thing I would say is to just stay really grounded. It can be, it's a scary, it can be scary, right? <laughs> I mean, I've, it's this whole idea of you got to be fearless. Well, I would say yes and no. You have to you have to act boldly, but you have to do it with your feet firmly planted on the ground. And so staying really grounded before you go make those big decisions, before you make that super hard phone call, before you ask for the money, make sure that you're coming at that conversation or that moment from a place of being rested and grounded. Heidi Zimmer, founder of the Wild Rice Retreat. Thank you so much for being on Dear Founder, for sharing your story, your knowledge, your wisdom. I can't wait to see the Wild Rice Retreat in person. And I am promising that I will get there. Absolutely. We will get you scheduled. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lindsay. I enjoyed the conversation. Me too. I absolutely loved Heidi's story and I hope that you did too. I find her to be such a breath of fresh air and the fact that she identified something that is so needed in the Midwest, which is a place of respite for busy, crazy adults who have so much on their plate really and truly speaks to me. As someone who grew up in the Midwest and lives in the Midwest, it's not always feasible to go out West for a week at a time to find that rest and relaxation. The fact that Heidi is building a destination here in the Midwest for people who live in the Midwest and outside of the Midwest as well is incredible. I really cannot wait to one day make my way to Wild Rice Retreat. But for now, I wanna share the top five takeaways from today's conversation. And as you know, I will send all of the takeaways to my email list. 
each and every week, along with tips and tricks to grow your own business. All you have to do is sign up through the link in the show notes. But for now, take out your pen and paper, and here are my top five takeaways from today's conversation. Number one, follow the mission of Wild Rice Retreat. Take a giant exhale and find those tools to create a life that you don't have to escape from. Number two, know what you're good at and bring in partners to help you build out the aspects of your business where you don't have experience. Number three, utilize the power of word of mouth, repeat customers and partnerships to get people to talk about your business. Ask yourself, who can I partner with? What makes sense strategically? And how can I bring their community to mine and vice versa? Number four, stay really rooted in your decision-making, always coming back to your original intention. Take it in and find out what speaks to that intention and why you're here in the first place. And number five, stay grounded. Starting a business can be very scary. You have to act boldly, but you have to do it with your feet firmly planted on the ground. Thank you so much, Heidi Zimmer, founder of Wild Rice Retreat, for being here today and for sharing your story, your knowledge, and your wisdom with all of us. And thank you to everyone who's tuned in and who's listened. When you mention Dear Found Her, you can get 10% off the Bliss Over Burnout package that Heidi and I discussed in today's episode. Please make sure that you inquire when you reach out to Wild Rice Retreat. The link is in the show notes. And for now, I want you to stay tuned for a brand new episode of Dear Found Her coming your way every single Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you for listening and thank you for being here.